Hello and welcome to today's Just Chops In podcast. And today David is back and we are with familiar guest James Kennedy. Now we did have some sound issues with James's setup um, for the first 10 minutes of the podcast. I didn't want to cut it out because there's some funny stuff in there. So hopefully you'll learn last more than 10 minutes. But anyway, without further ado, let's kick into today's Just Chops In podcast. Okay. So we'll do a soft intro. <laughs> so I usually say uh, hello and good, whatever is to welcome to Just Chopped Podcast. But this is like going full circle. And do you know why it's going like going full circle? Any James idea, James? Our very, very first ever guest. James was our very ever, blah, blah, first ever guest. And David is back. Earth and worse. Yeah, back, yeah. Yeah, I took a bit of a hiatus. I've come out of retirement just to speak to you, mate. <laughs> what do you mean? I've, I've just had a couple what of months mean? off. Yeah, just busy, busy, busy. So uh, Terry been flying flying solo for a little while. Ooh, I have, I have. Well, I can't say I've been flying solo because I've had guests, but, you know. <laughs> Is your internet? Is your internet going? Uh, it is his internet, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, it's definitely James's. Yeah, he lives yeah. in the sticks, it's doesn't he? Stuff, oh yeah, hang on, guys. Let me just let me just um, I might go off a second. Let me reconnect to the other Wi-Fi second. Yeah, go on. Other Wi-Fi. There, it's like me. I've got to go on a different router. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the router or router, router. Then a router, like routes it. Yeah, like with wood, you route wood, don't you? But no. then you join a router. No, it's a router. It's not nah, it's router, isn't it? It's not a router, is it? It's got to be router. <laughs> I don't know what just going on with James, but uh... <laughs> you have a router for the internet, and then a router. Happens wood. No, it's called a router. Sarah, you know when you join the internet? It's real. She's saying router. It's not a fucking router. It's a router. R O U T E R. Router. <laughs> Router's got two O's. <laughs> right, David, sacked. Get off. <laughs> it's the quickest return ever. <laughs> okay, is that better? I don't know yet. We'll tell you in a minute. Your picture's really bad, but... Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's just you. It's fine. My side, yeah, right? My speed, me, dude. Well, James, I don't know what's happened to you, mate. We never had this trouble before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's moving about now. Seem doesn't seem to be... Uh, a See me It's weird as fuck. <laughs> I'm glad it's not me for a change. Because <laughs> usually it's my internet. It's like, oh, no, what's going on with my internet? I think I did the last I did uh, Lucy Dreams the last time. And, uh, yeah, my internet was, I had it connected to the wrong router. And he kept stuttering on his end, but I wasn't sure if it was my internet or not. So, How's that? Am I any better now? That's loads yeah, that's better. great. Yeah, I can hear you and uh, your voice is way out of sync, but that's marvellous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, all this fucking technology, and we still can't even do a basic fucking phone call. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Mr. James Kennedy, what's happening with you, man? Oh, dude, where do you want to start, man? Do you want, do you want the good or the bad? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't want any bad news. My life. Let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. The good is um, James Kennedy and the, and the Underdogs are finally, after 10 years of promising it, we're finally doing some gigs. We've got a new EP coming out on August the 4th, which is in about two weeks. Um, and then we're doing a hometown headliner in Newport, uh, the Westgate Hotel with Scar Sound and Headed Soundtrack, a bunch of other bands. Um, and then we're playing the Beautiful Days Festival the week after that. So we, we're back on the saddle, man. That's the good news. Oh, we're finally, then, and finally get out of the house. Last time I spoke to you guys was in the lockdown and I was fucking chained to the house. And That's I right. been there ever since. And I'm going to give you some bad news now. Because your microphone just switched. Ah. You've just switched to a different microphone, I think. Ah, it's supposed to be fine this side. Oh, that was fine now. Maybe you were a bit too far away from it. Ah, fuck me. You don't have this trouble <laughs> on your own fucking podcast, do you? I, I reckon you're trying well, to stitch us up. Well, Dave's nodding, and I'm like, Dave's dead, and you should start here. <laughs> Dave's, Dave's really good at it. Terry's always like a month behind everybody else anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so am I, um, am I fucked up on yours as well, dude? You're right, on mine. Nah, come on, Terry, so what I do. Yeah, okay. It's definitely you're... not my internet, because Dave's better fine, on mine now. David's fine on mine. It might be mine. It might be mine. It may well be mine. I do live in Aberdeen. Yeah, um, in the sticks, isn't it? Yeah. We, we haven't long had Wi-Fi here, actually, dude. So uh, <laughs> I guess it's like Wi-Fi 01 or something. Still on dial-up now. You've got, a, got your phone <laughs> plugged in somewhere. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah guys, can we go ahead like this? or? Yeah. You reckon, Dave? Yeah, let's do it, innit? Well, you're 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 the producer. You're calling it. So, so when um when's when's did you say the first gig? What fifth of August was it? It is the twelfth. Whatever the Saturday oh, is after that. Okay, cool. Almost Westgate Hotel. Westgate Hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, Newport. Yeah. I'll have to hook you up, mate. I'll come down and have a look at that. Do it, man. Yeah, we'll put you on the door. There's a load. There's like Scar Center playing as well. There's the Kennedy soundtrack. A bunch of other local bands. Stuff's gonna be sick, man. Oh, cool. Oh, we'll have a look. We'll have a look. That'd be good. Yeah, it's yeah, good to up. finally see you, man. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Like, but bear in mind, like, this is our, like, we haven't had anything at this point. We're hoping to squeeze it. It's definitely his fucking microphone. Has it gone up again? Yeah. <laughs> can you hear me, Dave? I can, but you did go in and out a little bit then, to be honest. It's weird. not moving. That's so fucking strange. Because I, I got a tendency of doing that, because I'm always nervous when I do them. I rock in my chair like an old woman. Uh, and like I, I keep coming in and out all the time. I move around all the time. Yeah. Okay. So do you want do you want me to start again if, if it's gonna be shit quality for you? Do you want me to start again? It's not shit quality for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's your the guest. <laughs> yeah. We did we did start off professional. So when we interviewed you, well chops with you, we were really professional and I had all my questions down and everything. Right. It's it's kind of like turned a corner since then, to be honest. So yeah. You don't need notes or anything like that. I was the same with my I podcast. Still got some. I still got some. 
still got some. Oh, okay, okay. Are you looking for some piece still then? It's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I actually bolstered the window of my podcast now. It was, when I first had guests in there, I was like reading their book and everything start to finish and taking notes and all that. Now I'm just like, so, Professor Chomsky, you know, uh, tell us about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, isn't it? What so, yeah, podcast so, then? Go on, yeah, so you've got your own podcast as well, no? And you've done, is it 50 shows I've seen on... Um... Yeah, yeah the, the first is actually coming out tonight. It's a bonus episode because uh, I'm currently writing the follow-up to Noise Damage at the moment. And the, um, I signed a publishing deal with a, a different publisher and they paid me the money, um, so I'm committed. The contract is signed and the deadline is this December this year. Um, and, like, man, I am, like, months and months and months behind. So I, I'm shitting myself a little bit. Uh, so I've had to, like, put everything else on the back burner. So once I got to 50 episodes of the podcast, I thought, well, I'll park that up for a bit because that's not, yeah. like, you know, a priority, really. It's just something I do for fun. Uh, I'll call it season one, and then I'll come back with season two when i got some more time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd, I'd offload. But I've got an interview coming out tonight with an American band called We Three. Um, they were the semi-finalists on the uh, America's Got Talent uh, show in 2018, and they've since gone their own direction, done a pile of cool shit. they got a new album coming out uh, this week. So I squeezed that one in as a bonus episode, but um, the rest of it will wait till after the summer now, you know, because I'm going to wipe this down. <laughs> <laughs> when you um, logged on, did it say up in the corner, what did it say, Dave? Original sound for musicians, I got off. Is yours on or off, uh, James? I can't see that. It just sounds bad, is it? Yeah, it keeps dropping in and out. It does. It's just coming in and out a bit, yeah. Oh, hang on. Um, enable, enable original. How's that? Is that any better? I just enabled the original sound. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> it's all right, but now you're too far, you're too far away. You need to turn your microphone up now. Fuck me. How's this? Everything's on full this end. Oh, is it? This is weird as fuck. I've never had this problem on Zoom before. Well, maybe your guests are just too polite to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why no one ever comes back. <laughs> this, this sucks, man. I gutted about this. So, um... That sounds all right now. Sounds okay. Fuck me. Well, I'm not moving. I'm going to try to move. Okay. I've got off full. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to move. How's that? <laughs> Don't move, because then you'll be, uh, you'll be leaving the room. <laughs> I'm fucking paranoid now. <laughs> uh, uh, so you, you allowed to give us an insight into the second book? Is it going to be number two or part two, or is it going to be a completely different title? Um, no, it's a completely different title, and it's not all autobiographical there's some parts of it that are autobiographical some stuff that didn't make it into the last book but it's a collection basically of rants um about different things to do with being a musician the music industry um music in general um and and sort of like um issues associated with that like mental health and stuff hearing health for example um the future of the music industry ai all that sort of stuff so i'm kind of ranting about a different part of that it per chapter from the perspective of the underdog, you know, someone that's kind of down, <laughs> down in the trenches, you know, trying to figure it all out on a daily basis. So, um, so that's kind of the premise of it. Oh, it was a lot like the first book. <laughs> I can't hear you. Sorry, Tez, you're all glitchy. <laughs> no way. 
Now, there's similarities with the first book, of course, because it's kind of, um, it's still me talking about my experience, you know, to, and it's still written in the same sort of style. So there are going to be like similarities with noise damage, but it's really difficult to avoid kind of repeating a lot of the same stuff because there's so much in that book and it only came out like two years ago or something, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, because it did so well, it went to number one. Um, and I don't know if that had happened by the time I spoke to you guys, but it went to number one in three categories on Amazon. And at one point, I got a screen grab of it when it was number, it was the second best-selling rock biography after Roger Daltrey. And I was like, fuck. I don't know how long it was there, like an hour or something, but it was there at one point. Um, so because it, it was a kind of runaway success for a bit, um, I got a, a literary agent and then a publishing deal and that sort of stuff. And and the expectation from everybody was to like write another one of those, you know, if, like mm. that work, do that again. I said, like, well, I can't, man, because that's my entire life up until like last month. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so I can't, we figured out a way to make it, to make them happy so that I can get a second book out, but also so that I'm happy with what I'm doing, you know? So we've got a happy compromise. So there are some sort of like road stories and stuff in there that I didn't put in the book because there's so much shit I didn't put in the book because, you know, be fucking massive otherwise so uh so yeah so yeah I, i'm kind of enjoying it but like noise damage was written in two months because when i was writing that book i wasn't aware that i was writing a book you know I, I had a few quiet months and i was just pissing about getting some memories down you know from um the band just recently breaking up and then obviously it got published and all that sort of stuff which was not my expectation i mean if i knew it was going to get published I wouldn't have been as honest in there as I was and I wouldn't have slagged as many people off in there as I was and named everybody by name. So that was an easier write because I was just pissing about for myself with never knowing anybody else was ever going to read it. But this one's different because now it's coming out on a university press in hardback, you know, and um, the last book got such good press and everything. Um, and I'm aware now that people are going to read this thing. So mm -hmm. um, it's a lot harder to write like that. I'm kind of getting in my own way a lot more, you know what I yeah. mean? Now, I was going to say, you're feeling a bit more under, well, obviously you're feeling a lot more under pressure than, than with the first one. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of like internal pressure, though, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I don't think of myself as a writer or anything like that. And um, I didn't have that pressure the first time. But now I'm like, shit, is this, do I spell that right? Is this written right? Is, is that good grammar? You know, like, like, you know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of shit now getting in the way, you know? So I think I just need to... Um, I just need to forget about all that and pretend no one's ever going to read it and just do what I did the first time around. But it's, it's super interesting, man, because like, yeah, I've, I, I know nothing about writing. I love reading, but I know nothing about writing. It was never an ambition of mine. Mm. And uh, I suppose it's a good problem to have, you know, because so many writers, aspiring writers, um, have had a similar journey to what I, what I had in the music industry, you know, where they're trying to get a book published. They're trying to get an agent. They're trying to get, you know, something. And uh, just getting nowhere, which is the story of most people, you know, whether it's a musician or a writer, or whatever, I come along, my, my fucking dumbass guitar player, you know, <laughs> riddled with swear words and everything and, um, you know, bad grammar and bad English and slang and I get it published and now I'm, I'm getting my second book published. So, I mean, it's a good problem to have and I'm aware that I'm, from a writer's perspective, I'm very lucky, even though I had fucking zero luck in the music world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be, you know, your payoff. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of writers out there now who hate my fucking guts. Like, how come he can get a fucking book published and I can't? Yeah, well, there's probably also a bunch of musicians as well. They hate your guts, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was shit when he was in a band and now he's got a book. <laughs> yeah, there's people who dislike me for many reasons. I'm fine with that, man. You know? It was... Uh... 
I don't know if you wanted to get into this, but I, uh, before Christmas, I was uh, assaulted by police when I was sitting in my car. And I'm happy to talk about that. But um, it was in the Western Mail. And uh, I didn't want to read the comments because it was like it was quite raw. It was only like a week mm. after it happened and stuff. And I thought, oh, I don't want to I don't want to, uh, you know, I want to kind of leave this alone. But I went back and looked at it like a couple of months later just to see you know what the consensus was and there was people on the scene yeah i'd love to punch that fucker in the face as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw that i saw, I saw you posted it on the uh, facebook yeah. and stuff when you when it actually happened and it was like yeah it's quite a shocking story really i mean a case of mistaken identity you punch your face in and then uh, there's no no not even an apology like no, well, they said that they, uh, the internal investigation, which took four months, said that they did it in self-defense. So you've got to bear in mind that I was sitting in a car in a seatbelt with a steering wheel in front of me, so I couldn't move my legs. I'm in a seatbelt. Uh, I was on my, looking at my phone, didn't even see these fuckers coming. And there's three professional members of the organized crime squad. They weren't even police, they were organized crime squad. Piled in on me, both my hands were restrained. And even then, they felt so terrified of me that they had to go in with the fists because they were so fucking petrified that even then restrained them in a seatbelt that, you know, they had to do out of self-defense. So what does that say? What a badass I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're about the same height as me. So maybe they mistook you for me. <laughs> you're five foot four, four badass, apparently. You know? Yeah, I'm only five foot four as well. So. <laughs> Nightmare. That's not good at all, is it? Yeah, I remember that one because you, Terry tipped me off and said, you need to see what's going on. You know, James has just put a post on. I can believe it shocking oh yeah i mean i can laugh about it now because it was like eight months ago or something but it mm. wasn't cool man. yeah i mean I've, I've had ptsd for a good few months so i feel like i'm out the other side of it now but um yeah it was pretty bad man like for for like two weeks and i don't mind saying you know like my door was locked my curtains were closed like everyone that knocked the door i thought was gonna fucking come in and punch my face in you know what i mean mm. so, um yeah I, mean, I can kind of see it for what it was now but at the time it was very unwelcome yeah <laughs> yeah i bet yeah, being getting beaten up by the police is never fun. I've been there a few times myself. <laughs> Imagine you have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he probably instigated it. That's the difference. <laughs> I'm surprised with you, man. I was like innocently minding my own fucking business. You know what I mean? <laughs> so oh, I tell you, you know, they deserved it. Like, I got. I tell you, well, I'll tell you a story about me getting beaten up by the police once. I got arrested, right? And I was, I was drunk, and I was in the police station in Cumbran. So I was drunk. So I. The sergeant was booking me, so I just laid on his desk, and I had I had my arm, my head on my arm like this, and I was like lying on lying on across his desk, and he was in he was um, writing the charge sheet, and then another copper came in, he said, "Oh, get off the desk." I said, like, "What? <laughs> get off the desk?" I said, "Well, the, the desk sergeant can tell me to get off the desk if he wants me off the desk. I mean, I'm dealing with him." The next thing you know, seven coppers grabbed hold of me. Bundle me into the cell and just beat the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Left me there for the night. I was like, oh, no. Been on the desk. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> the coppers were like that. They couldn't round back in the day all the time. It's mad. Do you know what? Like, so many people have told me similar stories. I had loads of people sending me DMs. So many, I couldn't reply to them. And um, now that it's, uh, it's my, my solicitor has taken it to the I.O the independent or whatever the fuck they are and and they uh, sent us an email recently just saying that um there are so many similar complaints in against the police at the moment that they can't even look at my case until next year right. so it's yeah. at least before they look at it so i mean you know and people have said that it's you know there was like this back in the 70s and 80s so i i guess very little has changed 
<laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I don't know why it's like it can run anymore. I don't. I think you've still got a police station, Dave. They've they've moved now, so it's over in Lansana in the police station. Oh, is it um, in the police headquarters? Yeah, the police headquarters. Yeah, it's moved over there. But I, I never see any police about the streets. Never see them. No, we, we, we were in brown. town on a Saturday or Friday night. Yeah, there's there's nothing to do in town really now. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, they don't need to go there. Everybody goes out drinking. They probably, you know, most of the people they're either in little local pubs or they go to Cardiff. Yeah, there's no pubs left, is it? Not many. Not pub pubs. They're all eateries now. Yeah. You've got to go in and order a chicken tikka to have a pint. Weatherspoons. Yeah, yeah. Spoons is the cancer of the fucking you know hospitality industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Microwave meals. No, who can who can resist getting a fucking you know a 12, 12 inch fucking burger and you know a pint of lager for like three pound fifty? I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> got to that. So I bitch about it, but I always end up there. Whenever I go to Cardiff, we end up in spoons before we go to a gig. Got to be done. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing is, any anywhere else, it's going to cost you like fucking twelve bucks for some kind of hipster burger or something. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. So you um, off the booze again, or are you? Uh... I'm Still very much taking in your whiskey challenge. Very much back on the booze. I have been now for nearly a year. So I went from three and a half years completely stone cold sober, not a drop, um, to literally half a bottle of whiskey every night. Which is which is the very reason I had to give up in the first place because I <laughs> I don't do anything my halves. Like if I'm doing something, I'm going all the fucking way. So um, so yeah, I'm very much back in uh, my original form now of um, drinking way too much bourbon every day. Uh, that's not good for you, man. Oh, I went out. I went out to a party a few weeks ago, and uh, we got home about like five in the morning. And I was suffering for a few days. I'm like back off the booze again now. You know, I don't drink very often, so that's that. But that's the trouble because you don't do it very often. When you do go out and you perhaps have a bit of a binge, I do have a, binge. a mess. Then, <laughs> you're in a mess. Then you're in a trouble. I very much have a binge. Yeah, that's the trouble. See, like said, you just be pissed all the time. I'm only yeah. joking, by the way, because I know a lot of people <laughs> go out and drink drink issues and so i'm only fucking joking because i put something on the uh the internet the other night and um about like talking about whiskey and someone commented saying you know uh, you shouldn't be saying shit like this as somebody that was so outspoken about you know being sober and stuff before because a lot of people being sober is a lifestyle challenge mm-hmm. you know they go every day it's an ongoing daily battle and i was like yeah i, I kind of see your point but at the same time you know that that wasn't my story or my journey you know i my i stopped drinking because if I just had a, a, I had the wrong relationship with booze, you know what mm. I mean? So and I talked openly and honestly about that. And I'll talk openly and honestly about now the fact I enjoy drinking again, you know, whereas before yeah. I did more of a, a medicinal thing because I wasn't in a great mental place, you know? So, um, so I don't see any, anything wrong in talking openly and honestly about the beauty and the virtues of bourbon, you know? But uh... <laughs> <laughs> So have you, did you give up drinking then uh, before you met Kat or after you met Kat? Uh, after, yeah, after. We, we've been kind of like our, our relationship has been a very kind of like um turbulent one. Like, we've been sort of on and off, you know, for like 
15 years or something like that. So, uh, yeah, booze has always been one of my favorite vices, really. And that's been a mainstay. Like, I gave up smoking, I gave up drugs, but booze was always my, uh, you know, my, my friend. Um, but then, yeah, I gave up drinking just because, like, I was I was drinking and, and to, to, like, drunk stage every night for, like, 10 years. And mostly by myself in the house. You know what I mean? Anyone that's had noise damage will, will sort of know what I'm talking about with, with that chapter of my life because um, it was fucking hard being in a band. You know, I put mm. everything... So a band that gave me nothing back, you know, I yeah. was like penniless broke, living back with my parents, you know, fucking like literally one pair of jeans, you know, living in rags, essentially. And um, yeah, so just fucking numbing myself every night with booze. And I became aware that that was very unhealthy, you know, and it wasn't good for my mental health. It wasn't helping my mental health situation or my physical health situation. And one day I just woke up and I thought I had a fucking raging hangover. And I just thought, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore because I can't have one drink. You know, I, I, if I have one, I'm, I'm going till I'm blotto. You know what I mean? Yeah, same so, to me. <laughs> but now I feel a lot more healthier now. Now, now I'm back. You know, I mean, I, I know I just said I'm hitting the been hitting the whiskey every night for a year. But I mean, I had a lot of shit last year. I mean, uh, my father passed away last year after yeah. quite horrible battle with brain cancer, and then a few months later, I had the police thing. So again, alcohol was kind of like helped me just mm. stabilize through that period. You know, but now I'm um, despite be joking about it you know i'm sort of i have a much more healthier like relationship with alcohol now you know mm. like you know, I, I don't drink every night now you know yeah yeah that's good good to hear yeah yeah that's good yeah i remember it's all right. it's all right uh drinking remember... for fun now yeah 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 i remember when you posted when you when your dad passed and uh i did send my condolences and yeah i saw that you were quite cut up about it to be honest, as you know, as any normal person would be, and uh, yeah, so you did have quite a traumatic few months. Yeah, it was rough, man. It was rough. I mean, like I've had a, I've had a series of false starts now. I mean, like 2019, I wrote the book and I wrote the album Make Anger Great Again, recorded it because obviously up until December 2018, I was still in my old band Kaishira, as far as I was aware. And it was only when you know, the band officially broke up uh, that year that I kind of like right put my flag down. I'm going solo. I'm going to do a new album and go in a new direction and get the book. And so everything was lined up for 2020. That was the big year. I had a publishing deal. I had a, um, a label services company putting the record out. And it was like, right, 2020 is going to be the fucking year, man. And then boom, global pandemic and lockdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of managed to sail my way through that and battle it out and still got the album out and all that sort of stuff, despite the setbacks and the difficulties. Um, but then 2022 came along and it was like, right, cool. 2022 is going to be the year, man. <laughs> it's like we're finally out of lockdown. I got I got a band together now. We're going to get out there, do some gigs. And then my father gets diagnosed with six months, you know. So we we did actually have a UK and European tour uh, booked in the bag. We were going to headline a Rock Palace Festival in Germany as well. So I had to cancel all that, you know, obviously to spend as much time as I could with my father. Um, and then our bass player, Eddie, uh, he's Yannick Gears' guitar tech in Iron Maiden. So okay. he was away all of last year as well because obviously he had to make up for the two years that he lost um, work-wise. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm happy to put the brakes on for a bit to deal with my father's situation, losing my father. And then the police thing happened. So it was like 2020 wasn't the year. 2022 wasn't the year. So 2023... <laughs> It's gotta be, you know what I mean. So <laughs> yeah. it's not expectation this time. Now it's just like we're gonna do some gigs, and we're just gonna see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I saw you did some acoustic gigs already. 
We've got one uh, tomorrow. Obviously, I don't know when this episode is, will be going out, but uh, we've got one tomorrow um, in the bunkhouse in Swansea. Me and um, Jack Davis, the guitar player, are just doing a, like a duo thing, which would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're just, I'm just saying yes to everything now. I think we've got a gig coming up as well. So we're just like, yes, I just want to fucking make some noise on stage now, man. It's been so long waiting, you know what I mean? Have you got a new album in the works then, or? There will be, yeah, there will be. Uh, like I said, we've got the EP coming out on August the 4th, which is it's called Make Acoustic Great Again. Basically, it's it's five acoustic reworkings of tracks of the last album. Because the last album kind of, uh, one, it got overshadowed by the book, and two, um, it was very, very difficult to promote because of this, the um, the climate at the time, the political yeah. climate. No MAGA thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, the video for the power got taken down after a day. I got shadow banned on every fucking platform. I got demonetized. I wasn't allowed to Facebook advertisements or anything like that. Um, so the album was a struggle. So I kind of just let it lie because obviously we couldn't perform it or anything. We're in a lockdown. Uh, the book was doing so well. So I thought, well, I'll leave the album lie. Um, and I sort of, I'm not ready to like just move on from that yet you know because mm. we've never fucking gigged it yet you know what i mean yeah so, well, the acoustic thing would be a nice way to kind of revitalize those songs even though they are two years old now but like most people haven't heard them yet um it'll give us an excuse to get out and gig them and then i think yeah probably another album will happen later on this year i think okay cool uh, good yeah at least we get the opportunity to get out and play uh make anger great again can't wait man yeah i can't fucking wait that's all i want to do you know it's, it's, it's weird yeah. it's weird it was weird in the lockdown but now like you know two or three years later it's even weirder because most people came out the lockdown and they were booking tours and everybody was you know gigging you couldn't get a fucking slot for love nor money and uh for me i've just been hanging on patiently for three years now you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so, the, so the gig in the west gate is going to be a full electric gig then is there bands yeah yeah band, cool. Band. yeah cool do you think we'll ever get an apology from the governments for the fucking uh mess they made with the pandemic no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Definitely they deserve us? They deserve to give us one. I think they deserve to fucking burn in hell. Not for for that and many other reasons. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But I mean, the, I mean the fact the things that are coming out about the the pandemic now and and the whole origin of it and the whole vaccination things and I mean it's unbelievable, really. It's mental. And if you read the the WhatsApp messages, I don't know if you've seen any of those yet, that were, um, you know, they were, that were, they had like WhatsApp groups and stuff where they were all like talking amongst themselves throughout that entire period. And they clearly, quite clearly, couldn't give less of a fuck. You know, no. they're joking, dying and everything, and they're talking about their parties and what, how, what a fucking shitter it is that they got to be so secretive about their parties and... It, it, like they clearly could not give less of a fuck and that was clear when you read the messages that, that they were sending at the time when the rest of us couldn't visit our dying relatives in hospital you know what yeah. I mean yeah and what do you think about the vaccination and about all the stuff that's come about that well what, what part of it yeah the, well all of it really none of it worked and it's, there's people dying from it and there's more people dying from that now than from the the actual virus and yeah you know and well, Paul David's had four injections. I have had four, yeah. I had the two. I haven't had any boosters, but I've spoken to quite a few people that have had a really bad reaction from the boosters. Some pretty serious shit. Uh, mm. I probably wouldn't have had any vaccinations, but it, 
because my dad had cancer at the time yeah. and I was me and my mother were like his only carers really um wow. he said look I'm high risk if, you, if you're not gonna have a vaccination you can't fucking come in the house and I was like well like you know fuck that then so mm -hmm. I got the vaccination but I wouldn't have done it otherwise I mean I, I you know I'm pretty fit and healthy I didn't see why I needed it so I only did it because of that reason and as far as I'm aware I haven't personally had any um any dodgy side effects but I know so many people that have just had these mystery illnesses that nobody knows what it is you know and the doctors they, they test everything they can't find anything and uh, I don't know there's a lot of fuckery that um we I think we're going to find more and more about as, as time goes on that happened during that fucking time yeah yeah definitely yeah I mean I I mean I caught COVID and I was really ill and then right I just got better and I had one vaccination and that made me really ill again. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not, do I'm not doing that. I've got over the, I've got over the illness. That's it. I'm as far as I'm concerned, I'm fucking immune now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Not really immune. Cause I've caught it like two or three times since, but every no, I mean, time it's got less and less, you know, but that's how, how mad is that? You've had the vaccination yet. You've still caught it. So what's the fucking point of the vaccination? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. Uh, they originally said that you wouldn't catch it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was all less than the effect, but they did absolutely zero clinical fucking trials on it. Yeah. You know, they just released it just to appease everybody, I think. Yeah. I had three. I did. So I had the two, and then there was a booster, and then I was supposed to have gone in for my fourth, and I read stuff up. Oh, I told you not to go. Yeah. 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 And I, people had said, you know, when they've had their fourth, they're really rough, and it, it's sort of like, lessens the effect of the other yeah. three and all that and i thought oh, i'm gonna bother I, and i've had covid as well so right I, I decided not to in the end yeah crazy times we've lived through man honestly the yeah. past few years when we first met you know what i mean like it's just been a wild time honestly it has it has fair play and uh, yeah you, you can guarantee something like that's going to happen again can't you yeah it's fine the next one isn't it it seems to be getting wilder. You know, like I thought coming out of the pandemic, everything was going to be fairies and unicorns, but it seems to be getting more fucked up by the day. It I is. wonder when it's lockdown again, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't, yeah, I just can't get a grasp on it, to be honest. I mean, from every, everything, everything is just, you know, from the pandemic to the vaccination. Now it's all about flipping transsexual kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's like, yeah, you need to change your fucking kid's sex and give them these hormone blockers. <laughs> Fuck off with your stuff, man. Just leave kids alone. Like, I mean, they wanted my daughter to have a, a, a vaccination. She was, I mean, at the time, she was like only 10. I was like, you ain't giving her the vaccination. She don't need it. You know? If she can't fight it off when she's 10, then... then yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? There's no hope for her, really. <laughs> so... <laughs> a hell of a lot. It was like, oh, the kids don't need it. Now all of a sudden, oh, the kids definitely need it. Yeah, it's like, off. you won't get it if you have this. Okay, you might get it if you have this. It's like, guys, make up your fucking minds, man. I think they were just trying to tell us something to keep you know, to look like they were doing something. I actually don't know. The thing is, I got to be very careful because I was a hardcore conspiracy theorist for like ten years. Yeah, hardcore. Like you know, I even went so far as to shape shift in lizard shit. I was like right on the edge of the full fucking, the full run. You know what I mean? And um, so I got to be very careful now because I'm like a recovering conspiracy theorist. I can easily be dragged down. <laughs> so now I'm kind of like, oh, I'm sure there's a more logical answer, but there's always that part of my, there's always that like a David-like part of my brain that's going, it was all a conspiracy. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, no.
Well, if you can find a logical answer, mate, you feel free to tell us because uh, I don't believe it. Well, I'm still, I'm still trying to. I'm still trying, but you know, <laughs> I, it's like I'm trying to battle both sides of my brain at the moment. You know what I mean? The conspiracy side always seems to make more sense, but then, you know, at the same time, I know that there's a lot of bullshit attached to that world. So, um, you know, I'm trying to, uh, yeah, I'm trying to straddle the, uh, the, the line down the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you get out on tour before fucking Trump becomes president again, otherwise you'll be shot down in flames once more. Oh, that'll happen again, won't it? <laughs> that'll so happen the, again. The next album is about strippers and whiskey. I'm going to play it safe like all the other I fucking... I think that's the way to go. Yeah, that's the way to play it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, you mean <laughs> turning into the Sons of Liberty? <laughs> that's what I'm going to talk about, like, like ACDC have been doing for the past 50 years. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Winning combination of it. Who's on your playlist at the moment? Any artists that perhaps we haven't heard of that you're listening to? Ah, I'm loving Bloodywood. Have you heard those guys? No, no. They're fucking killer. They're from Delhi in India, and um, they're heavy as all fucking hell. You wouldn't think Indian metal would work, right? I was a bit skeptical, but uh, it really works. They've got the Indian percussion. They've got the Indian flute. The fucking singing is like, it's it's, it's heavy. It's fucking brutal. It's heavy as shit. Um, but the all the Indian rhythms and everything really work as well. They played Club Before Bark in Cardiff about um, three weeks ago. So I went along and uh, they, were, they were absolutely awesome. Yeah, I love that band. It's just such a different sound. And they're kicking ass as well. They just come back up a, a world tour. They did all the big festivals around Europe and America. Um, yeah, check check out Bloodywood. I'm really vibing that stuff. It's just so different because it's it's got the brutal heaviness, but it's also got that other layer of like you know, the swing, the swung Indian rhythms and, and and the flutes and all that the Indian folk stuff. It's fucking great, man. Yeah, well, you like your Bollywood stuff anyway, don't you? Yeah, I well remembered to. Yeah, I mean that's all I watch pretty much is 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 Indian movies. Yeah, yeah. And I was um, I was things going with Cat's album because we were promised uh, that she would come on and. I think that was about two years ago now, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We have we have a different kind of um, pace of working, but um, yeah, she's the album's coming out in October. Um, she'd be more than happy to come. Out. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to her later. Um, the album's coming out in October. She just released her third single, uh, which there's a video on YouTube you can see called "Life Without You." I'm in it right at the end. Um, it's doing really fucking well, man. Yeah, it's a great album. Uh, she had a great producer called Zach Lloyd do all of the instrumentation. It's like. Um, um, uh, Quincy Jones kind of Stevie Wonder kind of 80s classic pop Michael Jackson kind of sound of production to it great songs kind of disco funk pop it's fucking yeah it's really really cool so she's doing she's dropping a single every month for the next few months up until the album comes out in October okay, okay. Cool. Cool. Is she going to tour again is she? yeah I don't think she'll do a full tour but she'll probably do like a Cardiff one maybe a London one um, a couple died around the place. Like, a, she'll probably do a show, you know, but it probably yeah. wouldn't be before. Um, but yeah, I mean, like every time she does a show like that, you know, she does, she goes big with it. I mean, the on her last album, she sold out Club Eva Bach twice. Uh, she did the Borderline in London when that was still going. And it was like, we're talking big fucking custom made angel wings, a string section on stage, every, the, the full deal. So um, yeah, so she does, she'll do a couple of really well orchestrated decent shows with like big stage sets and stuff um and that'll probably be it you know mm -hmm. yeah i see i follow her on instagram and she seems very creative yes oh yeah so, yeah a lot of stuff's pretty cool man with a polar opposite because she like 
she takes her time she loves the process she enjoys it she experiments she does it that this way tries it that way enjoys you know enjoys the whole process but i'm the total opposite i'm like i hate the process and fucking come on i just shut myself in a room i grow a big ass beard i'm in a bad mood for three months and then i got an album it's like right on to the next thing so um so like yeah, we have different quarters of the house that we because we both work from home you know so we have different quarters of the house and and um you know it's reflected in in, in the wardrobe i suppose because if you open up the wardrobe her side is like a fucking rainbow multicolored rainbow and in my side it's just black yeah <laughs> well like all rock stars should be <laughs> yeah. all right there mate so got any uh anything else to tell us don't think so actually guys i mean probably i mean um loads loads has fucking happened since the last time we spoke you know but i think i think that's the um that's the main stuff that's happened since i mean other exciting shit that i've been up to uh, i spoke in the house of lords in september that was pretty interesting um what was that about then um me and perry from pendulum and a couple of other guys um did a talk about the effects of brexit on the music industry uh which was pretty fucking interesting um so i did that in september I mean, i'm always doing fucking loads of shit you know i, mean, I always keep myself busy obviously the podcast was something that has started since the last time we spoke i had some great guests on there like frank turner and the shikari have been on um benji from skindred that was a fun one i had some members of parliament on there as well um and like stella assange was on talking about julian assange um some some big uh fucking some big like professor academic types you know um mm. so that's, that's interesting i enjoy doing that because uh, every week i get to have an interesting conversation with somebody you know in a, in, a, in, a, in a completely different field most of the time mm. to what i know anything about so it's interesting um so i do that for, for fun uh, it's called the James Kennedy Podcast. You can get it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and, and yeah, that's 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 about what I've been up to, really, guys. Like I said, the main thing that I want to do is um, is get out and fucking be a musician again and make some noise on stage with my mates, you know. So, uh, like I said, no no tours or anything planned at this point. It'll just be a couple of local shows and just like literally see where it goes. It's been such a long arduous turbulent run for me now for various reasons some of it pretty you know heavy going like losing my father and the police thing the ptsd and all that sort of stuff so i think it'll just be a breath of fresh air now to just go out with no expectation if there's only 10 people there i don't give a fuck i'll play on a chicken pallet you know what i mean i just want to play yeah. my guitar and, and get out the house so uh, hopefully man yeah i mean um if anyone's listening who wants to um check out what i'm up to it's uh, james kennedy uk on instagram facebook uh, and everywhere else i'll be posting any dates that we get on there and yeah hopefully we'll you know we'll we'll be playing in a, in a local town near you at some point soon yeah yeah i suppose i, I mean you just mentioned about the thing about brexit and the the impact that's had on musicians how do you find it then trying to get abroad um well obviously it hasn't affected me personally because i haven't been able to we'd like i said we did have a european tour um for last march which i had to cancel all of but it's a fucking nightmare for everybody else that is trying to do it i mean people are doing it i mean lots of uh, our mutual friends are, are clearly doing it mm. but there's 90 and 180 rule which means that um you can't be on the main you can't be in the schengen area for more than 90 days within 180 days and that includes your holidays or work breaks or anything so 
um, you know, for a band like, uh, like I said, our bass player, Eddie, who's in Iron Maiden, I mean, you know, they, they go on tour for fucking months. You know yeah. what I mean? Like most of last year they were on tour. And he said it, it made their life an absolute fucking nightmare because you've got these things called carnets as well. Yeah. You've got to optimize every single thing you're taking down the last guitar pedal. Um, and, and you can get stopped and checked at any point. So it, it just it just makes the whole fucking thing an absolute pain in the ass. And carnets, you've got to buy them. It costs money. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and although they say that like, like these are the rules and it's all quite straightforward, it isn't because every country has a different bureaucratic system. Every country knows some of the rules, but not others, you know, and you've got a bunch of dumbass musicians walking around a lot of the time who are just, they've got other shit to think about. You know, they've got an hour to get to the festival and they've got some fucking douche stopping them at Berlin airport or whatever, you know, going on about a carne, you know, yeah. so it, it's just making the whole thing a headache. It's, it's, it's fucking stupid. It is stupid. They need to organize a kind of a visa waiver for um for people who work in in the Schengen zone, you know that's music industry people uh, and anybody, anybody. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, yeah. I mean, imagine if you're just a UK citizen and you work in France or or whatever, then uh, yeah, you're gonna be pretty screwed, I suppose, after ninety days. Ninety days. I mean, you know, that includes your holidays as well. You know what I mean? It's like. It's, it's fucking madness. It is madness, but it was always going to be madness, you know, and like all the stuff, the other stuff that came out about Brexit, you know, they, they oh, we're going to have 350 million to put into the NHS every week. Just Apparently, <laughs> they just plucked that number out of thin air. It's not related yeah, yeah, to yeah. anything. That money has never materialized. What a fucking surprise. Politicians lie to you. That's why you shouldn't listen to what you fucking read in the newspapers because they fuck you over. And that's why we're at where we're at right now, where your favorite band can't come and fucking play in Paris because they can't get there. You know, it's yeah. fucking madness. Yeah, like I've seen a few of our friends uh, using rental stuff, you know. Are you allowed to just take like a guitar then or? Uh, anything you can carry. So okay. like a small acoustic trio or something like that would be fine because it's traveling with you. So it kind of counts as baggage, I suppose, you know what yeah. I mean? But as soon as you start taking amps and drum kits and merch, you know, like merch is a pain in the ass as well. A lot of guys are just getting it printed out there now because... Yeah. If you're selling anything and making a profit, then you've got to do all the tax stuff and all that as well. So, um, yeah, it's not easy, man. And also, like, getting rentals is a lot harder now because, you know, everyone is trying to get the same bunch of splitter vans in the UK, you know, mm. whereas they would normally get one on the mainland, but you can't now. So everyone's fighting for the same fucking bunch of, um, bunch of vans, which means the price has gone up, like, fucking threefold so a lot of people are cancelling their tours because they just can't afford to do it now because the cost of renting anything equipment or vans is just you know through the roof so yeah. it's a weird scenario once again whereby the only people that are able to actually do the rock and roll thing are people who can afford to do it so you've either got to be a massive fucking band for whom budget doesn't really matter um or you've got to have a label behind you that are willing to take the hit, you know, for the mm. long run. Or something. So once again, if you're an independent artist that doesn't have either of those things, like myself, then um, it's a different it's a different thing to play, you know. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to focus on local. I'm going to focus on fun. I'm just going to go out there and make some noise, and whatever happens, happens for myself and for my soul, really, rather yeah, than yeah. Uh, term plan. You know what I mean? And then I'll I'll, I'll soon get the itch. <laughs> the, the the inner Napoleon will come out again. I'll be like, I've got to fucking conquer Europe. And I'll be uh, <laughs> making these fucking large plans to tour and stuff like that. So uh, that'll probably happen soon. <laughs> yeah, get a few shows on your belt and then uh, see how witchy your feet get, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Either that or I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't I write a book about how much this sucked? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
All right, mate, it's great to speak to you. You too, guys. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. It's great to see you, man. Yeah, great to catch up. And uh, yeah, hopefully you now all the all the bad stuff is behind you. And uh, yeah, it'd be good to see you on the road. One hundred percent, guys. Yeah, if you you know if you want to come to any gigs, let me know. You know, we we'll obviously stick it on the door and stuff like that. You know, but um, yeah, it'd just be uh, I can't wait to get out there. It'd be great to meet you guys. You know, in person and have a few beers as yeah. well after. Uh, yeah, yeah. After, like, we've, you know, the, the, the it's it's weird speaking to you guys again after two years. It like it's taking me right back to the to the lockdown mindset. You know what I mean? So it'd be good for us to uh, to share a cold beer in, in a noisy club sometime. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, I'll definitely come down. I'm pretty. I'm gonna check my diary now as soon as we dial off to make sure I'm. Uh, and good for it. Wicked, wicked. Oh, yeah, hopefully you can make yeah. it, man. Yeah, All right. All right, cool. Thanks, mate. And uh, right. we'll speak to you, hopefully, not uh, not quite so long next time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know me, dude. I'm always up for fucking talking bollocks. So if you ever want that. <laughs> <laughs> on an episode, let me know. I'm always here. Cool. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Guys, thanks again. See you soon. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.